to this wonderful gathering. It is our interactive Bible study. We want to believe as we go straight into God's word, the Lord will guide us and lead us accordingly in Jesus' name. Alright, I'll run through the pastor's announcements after which we'll go straight into God's word for today. On Sunday, which was entitled Kingdom Principles for what? For prosperity. Amen. Hallelujah. Alright, just to put us put everyone up to speed, we're going to read the text of that message that starts that is from second corinthians chapter 9 we're going to read from verse second corinthians chapter 9 and we're going to read from verse i think verse 6 all the way to verse 11 this is going to put us in a good pedestal this morning so please turn your bibles to second corinthians chapter 6 and we'll read from verse 9 We'll be reading from the New King James Version of the Scriptures, Second Corinthians chapter 9, from verse 6 to 11. If you are with your Bible, please follow up as we read. Or as a matter of fact, can we just read together as one body, as one church, Second Corinthians chapter 9, from 6 to 11. Let's all read together. And this is a reading of God's Word. But this I say to you, let's all read together. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Verse 7. So let each one give as he proposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good works next verse as it is written he has dispersed abroad he has given to the poor his righteousness endures forever verse 10 now may he who supply seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruit of your righteousness. Verse 11, while you are enriched in everything for all liberty, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. Now, how many of us were in church on Sunday? If you're in church on Sunday, so for today, it's the best opportunity we're going to have to have to ask questions, to have to deal with questions concerning Sunday service. It's not um, on the Sunday service we're going to be dealing with individual questions or contributions or whatsoever it is. So today is the best time we're going to have that. So first, I'm going to try to do a quick summary of what we did on Sunday and we're going to go straight into questions and try to take as many as possible. Already we have three questions waiting for us. We're going to start up with those three and if we have more, we're going to take them and possibly deal with questions as far as today is concerned. And on Sunday, we're going to continue 
with the service with the other two parts of the kingdom principles we're supposed to look at on sunday we're going to look at um, the other two we're supposed to look at were what sacrifice and vows today we understand it as sacrificial giving so it's more of a sacrifice or a vow and then we're going to look at the concept of first fruit that's a very interesting one we're going to look at on sunday but the past sunday we look at two major ones which was what offering and what and tithe and it was a quite interesting one because we we're able to look at the kingdom definition of all these things before now we've always looked at tithe is the first fruit and when people ask us why you pay tithe it was a simple command that god gave but on sunday we we're able to look deeper that it was beyond an old testament law that it was a divine emplacement or divine placement on someone's heart which the lord deemed it fit for us to continue as one of the ingredients he requires to prosper us with i want to thank god for the last couple of sundays or wednesdays that have come past just to let you know that when the holy spirit starts something he starts something because he wants to end or he has a cause while he started that remember when we started at some point when the senior pastor led us to deal with the foxes and these foxes are, are things that have encroached into our life, our businesses, our finances. And we're able to deal with those foxes spiritually. After which, God revealed to us that there are some things we need to do. And because of those things, God is going to show up for us. And little did we know that we're going to deal with the subject of giving which may just be one of those areas where the foxes have really dealt with us, an opportunity for us to break even on every side. Praise the Lord. All right, just a quick recap. On Sunday, we first established, on Sunday, we first established that the matters of giving is a kingdom matter. So the people of the world may not understand why we do some things. There's a song I've forgotten that says, with our hands lifted up, we will, we will worship the Lord. And at some point he says, and the world will only wonder why or what we are doing. You know, in the place of worship, when you raise your hands and you are crying, the world will only wonder why is he crying. But there's, there's, there's a speaking to your heart of what the Lord is doing or his grace and his mercy towards us that burst people into crying. So these are not the things the world can understand. And so we established when Jesus repeatedly used the word, the kingdom of God. Now we understand that he deals with it because there is a principle that governs everything that God does. Amen. I say amen. And so we also went ahead to remind ourselves that for every kingdom, there are four things that that defines the strength of every kingdom. Can somebody remember what we talked about? Sorry? Yes, we talked about the wealth because for every kingdom, the, that kingdom requires a lot of wealth. Just, was it yesterday we had the prison ministry go out for evangelism? That in itself requires money. So the more money we have, the more rich we can get. Is that true? So you see, the church has been depleted in such a way that we can't reach as much as we can or could or wish to. So we are here, we are preaching within ourselves. But just imagine these messages, this service, this whole thing we are doing is on radio. 
Imagine he's on television. Imagine he's on billboard. Praise the Lord. And so, a lot of us are in church today because of the billboard ministry. But today we can't do so much because the kingdom itself is depleted. And the devil knows that that is going to be our strength. Or that has been our strength before now. So he brings little messages here and there. Just like the senior pastor said, it first started with them pointing hands to the pastors that they are enriching themselves and buying debt. So we, we, people were talking. And so they got to talk came, and then the issues of tithing came, and people got talking the more. Little did we know that as we join in those conversations, we are also trying to put a what, a little bit of our own idea. And for some people, it really questioned what we knew before now. Do I have a witness? In fact, I've had people who paid tight or who did a lot of giving before now, but because of the messages that were flying, a lot of people began to question what they did before now. And it's excusable because some of the things we even did, we only did it, you know, because they were, were told to do it. But there are things you know, when you know why you do some things, it's going to be really difficult for somebody to talk you out of it. Praise the Lord. And so we said it also depends the kingdom requires to enrich or to empower the army, the territory, and the population. Praise God. Is that in line with what we did? All right. And so we started by the kingdom principle of offering. And we defined offering and also we defined tithing. Did anybody scribble anything down as far as offering is concerned? So let's have a test. If you did write anything, what was the definition of offering that we gave? Anybody? Ma? Your, the seed you sow for your thanksgiving. Let's appreciate her because she's not reading from what she wrote down. So from what she gathered. Did anybody write down? Okay, someone, someone else wants to read what they wrote down. Praise the Lord. It's an act of worship. Reflecting how thankful we are. Let's appreciate him as well. No, you didn't try. You did really well with that definition. Amen. So we went ahead to prove that offering is not just about giving what we intend to or what we have in mind. It's an act of worship, reflecting how thankful we are. On Sunday when we get to, I think, is it... Um, is it vow? You will understand that that in itself is an act of prayer, which you're going to see how it works. So offering itself is an act of what? Worship. That's why we brought the example of Cain and Abel. We, we were able to prove that maybe Cain did not really bring rotten fruit. It was just out of the abundance of his heart. Now, in fact, the Bible, when Jesus was talking about the, the woman that had the widow's might, remember, so the Bible the scripture says, and Jesus watched how they brought their offering. And he said, the woman dropped the very last, right? And this other man who was rich dropped a lot of money, didn't he? But when Jesus was giving an example, he says, for the man has dropped out of the abundance. Which means what he dropped really doesn't cost him anything. So if he had dropped one million, that was just out of the world, abundance. So the, it means he has spent and spent and spent and he's just looking, if I drop this one million, it doesn't take anything out of me. Do you understand? So worship doesn't reflect that. But we have the woman that came and dropped almost everything to God. 
and that itself was what God received. Praise the Lord. And we also went to the concept of Titan, which we got to understand that Titan itself was not really an Old Testament thing. Now, if it was an Old Testament thing, when the young man came to Jesus and said to Jesus, for I pay my tithe, I've forgotten the scriptures then, I think it's in Mark. He says, for I do this, I do that, and he, he read everything he did in the law. And he even included that he paid his tithe. And Jesus said to him, okay, you have done well. His boast was he has fulfilled the law. Now, everything that has to do with the law wasn't just the Ten Commandments. It was the other rudiments or addendums of the law that included tithing and all the rest. This man fulfilled all. And Jesus confirmed that he fulfilled all. And the question Jesus said to him, I know you have fulfilled all. But in this case, now we know you have fulfilled all. There's something remaining. Go and do what? And be loving to others. So it could have been easy for Jesus to say, this is your tithe you are giving. You are not being nice to the poor. Take your tithe and do what? And go and give to the what? To the widows. Do you understand? But he didn't say take his own tithe. It wasn't even Jesus' tithe. Because if you understand kingdom matters, which we understood at some point, you are paying to a priest, the host or the priest or the high priest of the high God. So Jesus said, I know you've brought your tithe, you've done well, but that which refers to other matters, you have the leverage. I've given you enough provision to take care of the poor and also take care of the kingdom. Amen. So even Jesus, remember they came to him at some point and after they wanted to charge him, the Bible says, and they found out that he has fulfilled everything that concerned the law. So when the Bible says he met everything that concerned the law, you know, when people say Titan was not so mentioned in the scripture, but for, and they will always say, even Jesus didn't talk about Titan. Did Jesus pay tithe? Did Jesus pay tithe? How do we know Jesus paid tithe? How do we know? Now, if you understand that word, that he kept and met all the law, meeting all the law didn't mean he said, he met, do, you shall not steal, you shall not, uh, um, all the laws. Meeting the law also included that he paid his titan. So almost the same thing with the man that came to him. The man met the law, all the things concerning the law. And when Jesus met the scribes, he said, for you have done well. You have paid so much attention paying your tithe, but you have left the other things. Remember that scripture. Do you remember that scripture? Where is it? Let's even look at it. I think it's in Matthew 27, 17. Matthew, please somebody help me. Matthew, I, I know it's a very, Matthew, does anybody have it? Bible student. Okay, well don't leave me alone here. I'm going to find it. I think he's... Okay, yes, Matthew 23, 23. I knew, I know the numbers were almost the same. Matthew 23, 23. Please help us. So, he said to them, Woe to you, scribes and what? Pharisees. For you are what? Hypocrites. For you pay tithes of what? Of mint. So, did they pay their tithe? So that tithing was part of their keeping of the law. 
So they were very diligent in keeping that part of the law. In tight, in means, and in earnest, and in coming. And have neglected the weightier parts of the law. Which is what? Justice and what? Mercy and what? And faith. So what did Jesus tell them? These things you ought to have done without what? So what were they supposed to have done? The mercy. Okay, these things you ought to have done. Okay, yes. Without leaving the others undone. So did he exact so did he say do tithing and leave the rest? So Jesus will have said, oh, you are busy bringing your tithe. Bring it busy your tithe, but you've not shown love. You've not shown this. Take away your tithe. Use your tithe and go and show mercy. Did he say that? Because he knows those are what? The holy things of God. Did he say, take the tithe. Go and give the orphanage. Just take the tithe. Just go and give the orphanage and go and show love. Did he say so? He told them, keep the tithe, but go and do what? And go and show mercy. So, it's one of the kingdom principles that we came to understand that they were not even driven by law because when it was instituted, it was instituted by who? Our father Abraham, the patriarchs of all blessings. And the Bible says when he made that covenant with God, there was no law before then. Even when the law now came that the Levites should collect it, at some point Jesus had to replace the law. Remember the Bible says, for Jesus is the perfection of the law. So it wasn't about you being cajoled, you being forced, you being persuaded. It's about you understanding why you do what you do. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. And so we're able to define, define Titan as what? as a spiritual covenant of the kingdom. Remember, by the illustration we gave, it wasn't something that was given by law. So, before now, we could have said tithing is one of the laws of the Lord, of God, that guarantees blessing. But was it a law? It wasn't a law. It was made law. The Bible says, somewhere in the New Testament, it says, for the law came, that it may be unto you a school teacher. So it was only leading you. It was just a school teacher telling you what to do. Remember, if you want to teach a child how to, if you want to teach a child how to read his book at a very good time, what do you do? If a child is watching TV when he's supposed to read his book, what are you going to do in the house? Most likely, you are going to put a law from so 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 time to this time. No more what? No more TV. What what are you teaching the child? What? was the intention to bring the law in the first place. No, the intention wasn't the law. The intention was for the child to know that he has to read his book. When the child now comes to that understanding, you can take away the law. Is that not so? When we were younger, they told us when to sleep, when to read, when to do this. At some point, at some age, do your parents enforce it? They don't need to because they know you have come to the world understanding of why you do what you do. Same is the law. God brought the law. It was a school teacher. When Jesus came, he became the perfection of that law. That's why the Bible says, For the law shall not be written in your, in the, in your doorposts, but in the tables of your heart. Why, when you know why you do what you do, that it was predicated on loving God, nobody is going to force or beg you. Praise the name of the Lord. 
So this evening, we'll just get to look at questions and then we'll dive in into wherever the discussion takes us. So because I know it is always the case where one question comes, it leads to the other. We're going to start as fast as we can. Praise the Lord. And thank God the senior pastor is here. So I'm not in this business alone. Amen. Because I trust the questions some people will bring to the table this evening. I will just, you know, assume I'm not here. Praise the Lord. All right, first and foremost, we'll take the first question. Believe me, I'm not going to do so much of the talking. So once I raise the question, sir. Okay, that's fine. All right. Let's have him speak then. Right, because a lot of people will tell you that church will still use it to do, if they want to be generous, right, the church will still use it to meet the needs of the poor. So instead of paying to the church for church to meet the needs of the poor, let me meet the needs of the poor with my tithe. But we have just seen now in the Bible that you should, if you want to do that, fine, do it. But you should still do it and you should still pay your tithe. Right? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right, that's I really love that part. You know, you know, a lot of people have hidden over a lot of these guys. I want to, I have this love for this, this, um, what they call orphanage home. And my, something tells me I need to take my tithe and give them all the time because I've seen the need that they have. And so God is laying it on my heart. God is laying it on your own heart. Amen. Which God will lay his own money on your own heart? Praise the Lord. So he said, God is laying it on my own heart. So Jesus gave a really clear emphasis. He said, go and be nice. Go and do justice. Go and do love for the people. But still do what? He said, pay your tithe and do the others. He, he could have just said, oh, I understand you need to pay. You need to show kindness. Take part of the tithe and do it. Did Jesus say so? He wouldn't say so because he understands these are kingdom principles. For the kingdom, it will always be there. In fact, at some point, Jesus said something. He said the poor will always be with what? With amongst us. What led to that in the first place? I can't remember, but... Uh, what, what led to that was, okay. I think, um, the woman with the alabaster box. Oh, yes, exactly. She came, she broke the alabaster. The Bible records that the value of that perfume was a full year's wage. Imagine what you earn a whole year. So when she broke it, some disciples started to grumble that this woman shouldn't have done this. She have given us to sell and we'll use it to take care of the poor. And Jesus shut them up and said, keep quiet. Whilst I'm here, what she has done is for my burial. The poor will always be amongst you. So the, 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 ref, the preference was for him. Then after that, the poor. I want to look at that Matthew 23, 23 again. And I'm sure multimedia will bring it up. There is, uh, there is an order. How many of you know that God is a God of order? God places everything in sequence. Nobody is allowed to change the order of God. The Bible says the first day was night and day. Eh? Winter and summer. So 23, 23 says... Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites. The reason why I understand this again is because I'm a lawyer. And this, we deal with law. And this is the law of God. So watch this. It says, um, and 
you have neglected the weightier matters of the law. And he, he specified what are the weightier matters. Justice, mercy, and faith. The first one is justice. You cannot talk about mercy when you ignore justice. When God says this is it, and you refuse to accept that, and you want to move to mercy, no. It is justice before mercy. And you are not doing justice when you have not obeyed what God said. So you are only tripping. Justice, mercy, and faith. He said you ought to have done, these you ought to have done, is referring to your tithe. NLT here. Without leaving the others undone. Give us NLT. It says you should tithe. Yes. I, I remember I even did this. A publication on that. It says, you should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. You should tithe first. Then whatever you want to do, mercy is what you choose to do. Tithe is what God has re requested of you. Do, do you understand that? Now, another thing that comes to my mind concerning uh, the mercy thing, and I'm really going to ask you to pay attention and I want you to be honest and transparent with me. The reason why a lot of people say they take their tithe and take it to the orphanage and the widows and to the hospitals and to the beggars is this. Generally is this. It's not just because they think that's what the church will do. Generally it is because they think they're doing more justice than the church is. Now I have over 20 years of good works and it stands me in good stead that the day I went to Ikoyi prisons, I, I hope you were there, Deomi, you were there. When I sat down declaring the word of the Lord, the, the, the pastor of the church in Ikoyi prison said, I know Pastor Femi Paul for a long time, but he may not know me. I have just finished my master's in prison. But when I did school cert, he was the one that paid my WAEC fees. And that was about maybe nine, ten years before the day I showed up. So I'm very acquainted with good works. Let's not even go there. Let's not go there. So, now, when people say they take the money there, what they mean is that the church is not judicious. They don't believe the church is judicious to do it. I want to tell you that if you doubt the church, then you don't, you're not thinking clearly. Because a lot of orphanages, a lot of foundations have more fraud than the church. Let me tell you why. Trust me. Take six bags of rice. Go to an orphanage. Tell them it's your birthday and drop it. Go and hide. And see whether the rice or most of it will not make its way out. My mom was a volunteer at SOS Village for many years. In fact, if you look for her, that's where you find her. She used to weep. You know, People talk a lot. 
You think there's no fraud in homes? Why is it that most of the children in the homes, they have kwasha for belly? Do you know how many millionaires donate rice and chicken? I have an adopted daughter. I adopted her from a home. And we funded the home 100%. I have her picture. I can put it up here. In fact, she put her own picture in her own room. That this is how I used to look. And it was a home that was set up by a rich Nigerian who is also a Canadian. God told him to come and set it up. So he put his money and this church, we funded all the children there. I broke it down. We funded every child there. It was when I went to visit that my daughter now started to follow me around. And I said, why is she following me? They said, we think she likes you. You like me. Okay, sit down. That's how it started. Then after a while, I said, well, my house is big. Let me see whether my wife will let me adopt this child. That's the story. So, stop saying. Thank you. I didn't go to look for a child. I have children. I'm not one of those because I didn't have children. That's why I'm adopting. No, no, it's out of love. Now, let me tell you something. When you say the church, you don't trust the church. You must be joking. Do you know how Nigeria has been blacklisted? From funds for NGOs? I was a practicing lawyer. And I turned out jobs from NGOs that were set up to siphon money. I want to thank God for someone like mommy. She's just different. She's just different. Gold Press is different. That's why I am agreeing to be the president of your board of trustees or the chairman. If it was not you, lie, lie, I won't do it. Why is it rich people, when it's their birthday, what they say is I'm going to a home. Okay, what happened to all the money? What happened to all the food? What happened to all the donations? Why are the children always having kwashoko stomach? How much food can the child eat? So if you want to talk, come and talk to me. You bring your facts, I bring my facts. The church is not 100%, but trust me, the church is doing better than most of these homes you're talking about. How many children are in the home? Let's do the maths. How many children in any home? What is the biggest home in Nigeria? Catalog how many people, how many companies go there. Add the number of bag of rice. You find that they should have started a market. Then you will go to church and say, I don't trust what church will do. People, do, people are too emotional. They're too emotional. The money you're giving, have you ever seen a home account for the money? They gave them. Have you ever seen any NGO publish their account? So why do you believe them? You're not wise. It's just emotional trip. At least the church tries to account for what it's doing. If you, the day you find a home that has 5,000 children, come and call me. They normally have less than 100. Sometimes they're even less than 50. You'll be wondering from January to December, people are making donations. You don't you do any thinking. I don't want to talk, Joe. And then you say you're carrying the thing to, to, to the, 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 the home. And you never ask for any account. And as soon as you're going, you meet some people coming in as you're going out. Is it true or not? I beg.
Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. All right, we'll go straight to the question. You wanted to have a contribution? Okay, quickly. And so, as you have a contribution, okay, quickly. When you, when you ask that church, give account, why don't you ask those people to give account? What is it about them? It's brainwashing. And what you give is only for that home. What you give to church, we spread it across many missionaries, Jesus, that all over the place. You know, let's stop this thing. And after today, I charge you by the message of God to correct people when they say something because they cannot prove it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, let's hear you. Good evening, church. Good evening. Um, I'll talk about um, offering because I've tried I've, uh, by faith done giving an offering and okay, look at what happened. Then I used to live in Orego with my mom, very close there. So I was going through financial stress. I've sold credit before in my life. I've done a lot of things self for this money. <laughs> so that day I came to church and I said I was going to give everything in my bag as an offering to God. That whatever the case might be, she is this money. I emptied my bag. I was about 3,200 and something. There was a 10 naira involved self. I packed everything inside offering. I said I'll walk home from church since I live in Orego. That I believe that my offering, God sees my heart. So that day I gave out the offering. And after service, okay, what happened? After service, okay, before then we had we are meant to have had a retreat. And then I used to have, I used to always stay in a, a two-man room with another um, church member here too. So I had paid then. We had paid some months or a month before then. I don't know what happened. And after service, church said they had postponed the retreat. That when we're leaving church, we should go and collect back our money. Hold on. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I went outside. As I was going outside, some church member had sold credit to about 20 something thousand naira credits. Called me and was like, Lizzie, yes, I'm on you and gave me cash, 20,000 naira. I left church with about 30 something, about close to 30,000 naira. And I said, God, I only gave you 3,200. I can remember that day, 3,200 and something naira. After that day, because before then, I always used to give a particular amount for offering. I'm that person then. <laughs> I used to. But after that day, my perspective of offering changed. So sometimes I just give like that, believing God already has seen my heart. That's what I wanted to contribute. Praise the Lord. Well, that's, that is a living example of what we're, we're talking about all day long. So what she did was give out of the expression of her heart on that particular day. And as the scripture says, he that sows bountifully will always report bountifully. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. You have a contribution? Okay, just a question. Okay, great. Let's take the first three questions. Please hold on to your questions and then we'll run through this very quickly. The first question says, can one pay more than 10% as tithe? Can 
one pay more than 10% as tithe. So I've said to myself, God, you have blessed me so much. This 10% you are asking is even too small for me. I want to double it to 20% to 25% as tithe. So he's saying, can one pay more than 10% as tithe? Hands up if you want to speak. Can one pay more than 10% as tight? Let's have contribution and then we'll see where we arrive at. He was raising his hand. Praise the Lord. Pastor says he knows somebody that does 20%. I'm sure there, there, there are people who does more than 10% here. Are we correct? Okay, let's look at it. Can one pay more than 10% as tight? Good evening, church. Good evening. Like the pastor said, he has said what I want to say. Like me, but I say always, your own. Yes, I always paid more than 10%. At least something be ahead of it. At least I'll put something small. Put small fishing. Uh, because I, in my own, I will have said, maybe I, some, <laughs> <laughs> there are some money that will come. Like, it's too small for me to put side down. So, I will like, in my heart, I will say, okay, this one I put ahead will be maybe cover up at least for any other thing that I have done. Okay. Like, the money I didn't put, I not calculate together again. Then I'll put that money on top. So it will cover for Cover up, praise the Lord. There is another thing I want to say concerning that. I made up my mind sometimes that there, I wouldn't talk till the end of the day, but today I decided to maybe say something. Like a farmer who has a farm, you plant last year, you harvest this year. Then this year you say, you take all the crop from the farm and you say you are not planting again. Then next year, what are you expecting to harvest? Maybe you don't understand. No. Praise the Lord. Okay, I'm lost anyways. I say like it now. Let me put it to tight. Okay, you are a farmer. You are a farmer. Yeah. So you... You plant last year. Okay. And you harvested this, this year. This year. Okay. Then you say this year I'm not planting against next year. Okay. You have to say you gave your tithes. Tithe is a seed. Yes. And you plant your seed last year. Mm. And this year you harvest and you say, okay, this year against next year I'm not planting again. Are you expecting to harvest next year? No. So, Praise the Lord. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Oh, that's... That's a good one. So if you are not planting, remember um, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, I think verse 10, it says, For God, the same God that gives seed to the sower, also give what? Bread. So the bread is for what? Eating. The bread is for what? The seed is for what? So if you eat and if you eat the seed and the bread the same time, what are you doing? You are eating profit and what? Capital altogether. Praise the Lord. Oh, you remember that? Okay, quickly, quickly, quickly. The last thing I want to say is, if I want to give my tithe outside, not bringing it to church, Saul did the sacrifice by himself, and at the end of the day, God rejected him. So, oh. praise the Lord. This young man looks as if he has a lot of Proverbs kind of thing in him. Amen. He just drops it and just goes to seat. Alright, so his, his um, contribution was he pays his tithe and he puts some top up on it. Praise the Lord. Any other person? Can one pay more than 10% as tithe? 
sure um, everybody got that. I'm hearing that revelation for the first time. He said, Saul sacrificed by himself instead of letting Samuel, whom God appointed, to do the sacrifice. He said, what happened to the sacrifice? You can't take tithe to where you like. That is you doing the sacrifice anyhow. You take it to where God said. And I prove to you that when you take your tithe to church, it's like taking your money to the bank. You're dealing with the bank. You're not dealing with the employee. You're not dealing with the teller. And it is the bank that will give you your money and give you interest back. Whatever the teller did, your money is still secure. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Can, can I deviate a little bit? Let me ask, where are the members of Outreach? Let me see your hand up. I know you, but let, please help me appreciate Outreach. If you went, to, I know you love the prisons, that's what you do. If you went to the prisons and you went with 100,000 and you say you love the prisoners, you want to bless them. You know what the prisoner, um, the wardens will do? They will say you should leave the money. Will you leave the money? Why won't you leave the money? Huh? You're not sure. No, it's not a question you never be sure. Money is not going to get to them. Even Christmas, when you want to have a party, if you drop the food, Christmas food, and they say go, Will the prisoners not be calling you say, don't go yet, don't go yet? Why? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. At times, the prisoner will ask you, how many things do you, did you bring? Because otherwise, something goes shelly. So when you say, I take my tithe and I take it somewhere, what I'm saying to you is, you're not well informed. The system does not work like that. Are you following me? If you take your food to an orphanage, you can never be allowed to give it to the children. They will collect it from you. And usually the owner of the orphanage is not around. Even mommy, if you are not around, somebody brings plenty donations and they did not issue receipts. When you come back, you're not likely to get everything the person dropped. So let's just understand something. Let's not play emotional games anymore. Let everybody do what they're supposed to do. And let us leave everything else to God. Praise the Lord. All right. So, still on the question. Can testimony question, testimony, question. Okay, let's just... Okay, no problem. We'll take your testimony, but let's settle down on this question and then we'll come to you. Is that fine? Okay, you want to say something? All right, God bless you, my brother. Let's appreciate him. Okay, good evening, church. Good evening. Um, so, I, I would want to start... I'm going to touch on a few of the things I've heard 
about tithing, and I, I, I believe God will bless us. So I want to say I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. Uh, what are your hands doing? Let's celebrate him. And so um, I'm going to start by saying that tithing is a system in the kingdom. Tithing keeps the heavens open. So tithing is not up for debate. Um, also, tithing, seed sowing, it's all on the premise of giving. And everything we do in the kingdom has to be done in faith. So when we say pay a tenth of whatever comes to you, it's just the baseline. So definitely you can do more. So there are billionaires that I've heard of who pay their tithe of 90% and live on 10. So it's based on your relationship with God. Uh, okay, so let me, let me leave that and go to the next place. So um, you can't take your tithe to anywhere you like. That is wrong. You are disrupting the system, and the blessings that the blessings that have been aligned will not drop. So, any time you take out of the place you are being you are being fed spiritually is a waste. So, the Bible says that he that is planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. You are being planted somewhere. You are being fed there. So, it's. Um, the Bible verse said that God is the God of justice, the God of mercy, and our daddy said God is the God of justice. So you are being fed somewhere spiritually every Sunday, every Wednesday, and you took your tithe to somewhere else. God is a just God. He won't bless you for that tithe. Because you are not being just. And the Bible says, like begat like. So if God is just, you should be just. That's what makes you righteous, righteous, right standing. So it is only right to pay your tithe in the place you have been fed spiritually. So I, I want to say yes, you can do way above 10. You can do much more above 10. And God will bless you for it. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, I wish we knew your name. Is that too late to ask? Sorry? Sheiton. Oluwa Sheiton. Praise the Lord. In fact, as I was speaking, I was having, what's this thing? Goose, goose, goose bomb, baby. My own was bomb, not even bombs. Amen. All right. So, can we pay more than 10%? Can we pay more than 10%? The senior pastor wants to talk. Amen. This young man has answered some questions we have not even asked. Praise God. You know, he said that 10% is the baseline. Everyone say baseline. When you get married, they will tell you, your wife will serve you, Abby. But they say you must give her money. Now, if they tell you that 50,000 naira is what you should give her, one year, you give her 50,000. Ten years later, you give her 50,000. Fifty years later, you give her 50,000. When they ask you, say, but you said it's 50,000. You're technically correct. You know now, you're technically correct, but something is still wrong. For so long, 50,000. Solomon, in the days of Solomon, people used to give burnt offerings. 
you were supposed to bring a burnt offering. A is what is called a burnt offering. That was the baseline. So when he came, he brought 1,000. Did God show up or not? Why are you playing games with me? Did God show up or not? I said I know somebody that does 20%. I watched her for a while. I never understood it before. She said, that is our own conviction. I can't give God the minimum he said. 10% is minimum. But God never said there is a maximum. And I watched to see every time she has a need, she was confident to say God will come through. And I saw God coming through. If your relationship with God is based on minimum, you only do the minimum. Do you think God does not have people that do more than minimum? Let me ask you women. How many of you women want to marry a man that will always do the minimum? That don't even mention anything extra. No woman wants to marry a man like that. So let me say something to you. This minimum we're discussing honestly is an offense to whom much is given much is required what has the Lord given you your salvation your sanity your healing your family your children your future so let, let, let's talk let's talk do you give your wife minimum minimum wage Minimum wage. <laughs> no, and see, we're discussing minimum wage. Okay, so when government is arguing about minimum wage, how do you feel? Do you know the security vote of a governor? And the same governor does not want to pay 30,000 naira. I'm sure the security vote is more than 30,000 naira per minute throughout the year. And you're arguing a fully grown man with three children. You say... 30,000 naira is too much. They still haven't paid it till today. I honestly don't know what we're talking about in church. You were arguing about minimum. We say when government does it, it's not right. When we do it, we say it's right. Honestly, I don't get it. How many of us are parents here? Let me see. Do you want your children to be arguing what is the minimum we should do for our parents? That anything outside minimum... They don't want to hear it. Let me see your hand up. How, who wants that here? Do you want your children to be arguing about minimum? I'm asking you, do you want your children to argue about minimum? How do you want them to relate to you? When you say, ah, I don't need anything, I'm fine. They say, ah, because daddy said he doesn't need anything. He doesn't bring anything. Come now, let's talk. Or when you say you don't need anything, daddy, daddy, you don't need anything, no problem. This one is not anything. This is just small something. They open the boot. Then you see a truck behind. They load the whole thing. Hello. You say you didn't want anything. Why are you now praying for the child when you saw the something? I beg, let's leave that matter. Praise the Lord. Why are you all quiet now? Oh, Wally. Another person that blew my mind is Peter. He lent his boat to the Lord. And the Lord made him catch a lot of fish. Why didn't he bring a tithe and give the Lord? You know what he did? He left the boat. He left the net. 
He left the fish and followed the Lord. Does that sound like minimum to you? I rest my case. Praise the Lord. I'm actually glad that we left the infantile stage of this discussion from 10% now to push the notch higher. I want to read the biography of a great man for personally that I admire as an industrialist. His name is William Colgate. William Colgate is one of the best and the most successful business empire to date, over 200 years old. And I read from Google, you can check it out. Now this is, it he said, born in 1783, William Colgate was a titer throughout his long and successful career. That is not the catch. He gave not merely one-tenth of the earnings of Colgate soap products, but he gave two-tenths, then three-tenths, then finally five-tenths of all his income to the work of God in the world. During the latter days of his life, he revealed the origin of his devotion to the idea of tithing. When he was 16 years old, eventually before he died, he gave 90% of the income of Colgate as tight, meaning Colgate then started to run on 10% that belonged, ordinarily should have been to God from where we stand for around. But right now, he gives 90% of his income as tight. So truly, it is quite a very disturbing aberration for us to be discussing the struggle of 10 Now, it is quite pathetic, and I think the reason is because when you have a warped financial revelation that money leaving your hand because you don't have an explanation to what they want to use it for. You then think they don't deserve to have it. That is the origin of the struggle. Because if tithe was predicated on your number of clothes, I perceive some people will give it freely. But once it's attached to this thing called money, and you have that natural struggle to part with it, certainly paying tight will come as a struggle. Now the good news is, I would not expect anybody seated here tonight to still struggle with 10. The next challenge now is how to move it from 10 to 20, possibly to 30. A 200 years product. I close with the last illustration. Another great man. Napoleon. They, they found the guy that was supposed to do the insurance for um, Titanic. The man that was supposed to do the insurance for Titanic. He paid his tithe. It's the Sunday before paying the premium for Titanic. As he dropped his tithe, the Lord said to him, don't insure Titanic. So, when you connect that experience with Malachi chapter 3 that the devourer Ladies and gentlemen, there is no shortcut. As a matter of fact, what I'm picking tonight is all this infantile, babyish, premature attitude arguing over 10. It is really, really a limitation that we cleverly placed on ourselves. And I pray the Lord will give, give us deliverance tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I really, I, I want to appreciate the brother Sheito, right, for putting up that pedestal. The way he was speaking really shows he's not talking out of 
uh, what he reads in books. It means this, I'm sure this young man is practice what you, you've just said. So because the punchline was when he says it has to be done out of love. When you get to that point where it crosses what they tell you to do, but it gets to the point that you are doing it out of love, then there's no limit to what God deserves. And all we know that no man on earth can outgive God. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. And as he was speaking, I think he jumped to one of the questions that we were supposed to ask, which is, can you pay, we have friends that attend churches in Nigeria, yet they pay their tithe or first food to some international ministries or some other churches. They always say they are giving their tithe to God and it doesn't matter which church. So please, is this appropriate? We're going to come back to that, but let's just listen to Rasami very quickly because we've kept him on hold for a pretty long time. We'll come back to you, sir, immediately after this. Then we'll delve into our question. So we'll try to make it as brief as possible as we are running out of time already. Okay, praise God. Hallelujah. So over time, we've um, mentioned it here that um, we have this true kingdom, and you can be in the both kingdom. You have to be in one. Um, so just to make it real. Um, it's written in the Bible that Satan or Lucifer is the God of this world. So that simply means there's two kingdoms. There's a kingdom of God, then there's a kingdom of this world, which the devil is the God over. What caught me on Sunday was there's the principle of how the kingdom of God works. And there's a, there's a way the kingdom of the world works. You can't choose to now bring your principle and want to apply it in the kingdom of God. You have to come down to learn what is the principle. How does God do his thing? Then you learn it. So before now, yeah, I pay my tithes and all of that. I, I didn't know. I think this, this is my testimony. I think... Not I'm sharing it is done on me. I didn't know when I started listening to people, and over time, yeah, I didn't admit to what they were saying. And so when they're talking about tight, I will start to fight and want to prove that what they're saying is wrong. But I didn't know over time that what they listening to them have rubbed in on me and have given into what they're saying. And I started practicing what they're saying, not knowing. So I noticed that everything I've been doing of late, I've been struggling. Like I've been struggling. You start this business, you get money, you start it. Like everything is going well. You've done your homework and everything crashed. Just okay, let me go into the other one. Everything I've been going wrong. Sunday, the message was preached. And it dawned on me that I've not been keeping to the principle. So I choose when I want to pay my tithe. If the money is too big, probably two percent. You know, so I choose when I want to pay my tithe. The agreement I had that this is what I would do, I don't keep to my agreement anymore. And right there, I said, Lord, I want to. Okay, I repent. I'm going to play this game. I'll keep to the principle because I love you. And I was thinking, I was thinking that okay, now that I've repented, what is going to come is going to come really big. What came? was a 2,000 era. And I was wondering, it's too small. 
am I supposed to now transfer the 200 naira to church account as my tithe? If I keep, if I keep it, I will spend it. What do I do, man? Are you serious? It's going to be my record that I have 200. So all of those things were going on. The Holy Spirit said, "That is your first test. If you fail this, you're going to go to the long thing." So. The, the blessing is I started saving. So I said, okay, Lord, please, I beg you. I can't do trouble. So I got the whole money out. And I took, before I would spend, I took the 200 and I kept. I said, if I spend the whole 180 and there's no money to buy for, you know what, I will trek from church here and just make sure I drop my tithe. And before you will know it, Monday, Tuesday, on Tuesday, another another money came again with the 500. So it became 300 and moved it there. <laughs> I said, okay, don't worry, I'll come to church today, I'll pay my time. And because it is not the money you come to drop, it is the motive. So before God, I've paid my tithe. Hallelujah. So I was just going to come to church with my friend, go pick the car to come to church. And the bigger one came in. I said, okay, Lord, now I can add everything and pay my tithe. So, what is the blessing there? The blessing there is, is the motive behind the tithe. Find out what is the principle that works in this kingdom we are. The principle that works in this kingdom we are. And stay in that principle. As a married man, as everything. Just stay in those principle, and the blessings will come. Because it's a just God. If you don't keep to the principle... Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Remember, we said on Sunday, really, if you earn 100,000 naira, if that, if you, if you say, if you pay 10,000 naira out of it, 90,000 will not be enough. Really, realistically, will 100,000 be enough? It will never be enough. Usually, when I encourage people to pay their tithe, first thing first, how much do you earn? 200,000 naira. You don't earn 200,000 naira. Once you get that out of your head, you will not struggle. How much is your earning? 200,000. But actually, 200 out of your tithe will remain what? Will remain how much? So, in God's kingdom, how much has God blessed you with? In God's kingdom, how much has he blessed you with? And how much is his own 20,000 naira, right? So you don't end with 200 because when you leave thinking you have 200, your expenses will start working on what? On 200,000. I started working, the very first money I started earning was when I was doing my industrial series. How much was we, were we earning there? 3,000, 4,000. I was going to Abel Kuta Ota and coming all the way. Ever since then, the first day I started earning money, I always tell people, if there will be a boast you will make, just boast that you know God and you try to encourage God with what you have. And I told somebody, the very first time I started earning money, up until now, if heaven have a record, I'm not so sure they will tell me I am owning a dime. Because for everything I earn, the titan is sacrosanct. I don't know how to think outside it. Whether I'm earning little, I'm earning medium, and earning big, it has come to a point where it's not about me. It's about me knowing what I'm doing. I have never owed in my life. And it's a great testimony because when you get to that point, you will see God in everything that you do. The things that you have held on so much to, you will know that if God would show you how much you are holding off yourself, when it comes to giving, it's really 
really not about God because you can't give God what he already earns. He says, for the earth are all mine. The silver and the gold are all mine. It's not about God. It's about your own and my own benefits. Once you have that, you giving will become a thing. It will become an attitude. And that is where we want every Christian in this kingdom to get to. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Alright, we'll wrap up. We'll try to get this thing very fast. If you have to make contribution, let's keep it at one minute or one and a half. Is that fine? Alright, let's have your question. Let's have our question. Okay, so my question is this. Um, so I've been, you know, um, tithing for long and personally say that like Sam, there was the beginning of this year, I, you know, I was like, no, I'm not going to pay my tithes and all that and all that. And I wasn't paying to church. I can't testify. Nothing happened. So if you're looking, if you're, you know, if you're looking back to say no, if what he said, that way you are being fed and that you're not paying your tithes and all that is absolutely true. Nothing happened for me until... You know, and now started painting. Now, the question I want to ask is because I've heard it before, I'm always expecting after paying my tithe that whatever I get has to be financial. So, so someone was not telling me, no, it's not all the time. So, what, are, what is the reward? Or is, is, is that the right word? Like, what is the reward for. Yes, what's the reward? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Okay, she's asking what is the reward for what? For tithing. Does it always have to be what? Financial. Does it have to so you are paying? The question you will possibly ask or what you, I hear you say is what is the reward of giving to God's kingdom? The Bible says, Pastor Steve said something whilst we're in our in our son, in our house fellowship on Sunday, I have to, I had to write it down. And in fact, I'll just love him to answer the second question, which has to do with, do you, if you have to, do you have to pay your tithes where you are? I have to write it down because it really struck me when he said, the fact that you are receiving people of the world. Remember, the Bible says, "Fret not when the wicked man prospers." The fact that you are receiving whether monetary or whatsoever, doesn't really mean that you are blessed by God. The fact that people are receiving, buying cars today, building houses tomorrow, and they are not paying tight, or even people are doing other things, the fact that they are in that pedestal doesn't really mean they are what? They are blessed. And I went back to the scriptures when, I think in Psalm chapter 1 verse 3, when the Bible talked about the blessed man, he wasn't talking about the man. He wasn't talking about one generation. He was talking about his children. He was talking about what he places his hands on, bearing fruit at the right time. So God's blessing, when we talk about prosperity, we're talking about kingdom principles for prosperity. Prosperity doesn't define only material things. Prosperity doesn't define only money. Prosperity is encompassing of your health that you cannot buy. 
Prosperity is a compassing of the intelligence that God gives your children. Prosperity is a compassing of the protection you cannot get. Prosperity is a compassing of the things money cannot buy. So that's why the Bible says, fret not. He understands we're going to get to a point where we compare ourselves to the people of the world because of what we see. But that in itself is not prosperity. It goes beyond. In the kingdom matters, he says, he will meet your needs. All these things you are chasing, he will meet them. There is something called scholarship. When a man gives money, you're expecting money. God is not calling for the money to come to you. So you become, you begin to fret. God, I'm sowing this seed so that you give me money for me to send my children to school. The Bible talks about the hidden secrets of the world and the dark treasures of the world. So he said he will command it. So the money they give your children for scholarship, where do you think they got it from? Is the hidden secrets of the world that God is commanding so that he will feed you, he will take care of you, and it will meet your needs. Praise the name of the Lord. I'd like to add to that, um, Bukola. I feel you, and I want to talk to all the people that think I'm tithing and perhaps I'm not rich. B the Bible talks more about God's blessing and wealth. Wealth goes beyond money. The, the money that is important to you is the one you need now. Most people are worrying about money that they need tomorrow. It's not that they don't have the money for now, most people. And like he said, I give a testimony here. And I'm like you. The devil will come and say, all this you're tithing. The treasury, you know I tithe. You see my checks. I don't, I don't need to tell anybody that. So, whether I'm the pastor or not, I obey the law of God. Now, let me tell you, when I gave the testimony of my children... I don't think you heard me. Were you in church? One got a scholarship that we never asked for. $8,000 per semester. $64,000 for first degree. And God blessed me. He used to be the last three in any school he went. Primary and secondary school. The last three. If there are 40 people in class, my son will be 37 to 40. That tall boy. I'm telling you. But I kept saying, God... He will turn out to be a prince. He got a first class. 64,000 US dollars scholarship. He went to Oxford University like 100,000 pounds for an MBA. 100% plus flight, plus food, plus clothes. He said, I left Oxford University with an MBA with money that I didn't have when I went in. And I didn't work. When I added that, I told her my daughter. She's living to America very soon. She's going to a boarding house. If I tell you how much a boarding house, the boarding house is the oldest boarding house in America. They're excited. I can read you. They said you at the top of the class. I say, eh? 75% scholarship. If I total all that, I've, the scholarship my children have enjoyed is over 200 million. So if I want to be discouraged, I say, okay, I'm serving God. I don't have anything. It's because I'm not looking in the right direction. What about the intelligence? How do you explain a boy who used to be the, the last three in the class? None of his classmates can recognize him. Because all they remembered of him was this, the struggler at the back of the class with scattered teeth. Look at him now. He's, he's even a Nigerian athlete. He represents Nigeria. He's, he's going to Athens now. If you see him in his Nigerian uh, tracksuit, he will surprise you. I'm telling you. So don't judge God. God is not a merchandiser. 
give you one, you give me one. No, that's not it. Start to look. And you see, another thing I want to tell you is that what about favor you enjoy with people? What about you getting married and out of the blue, people better than you, they don't get it. I'm not saying God doesn't give money. God gives wealth. God gives money. But don't judge God's returns only by money. Sometimes what you need money for, you get without paying money. But can I, can I, can I, can I tell you something? The best thing you can have is security. When you know that God is with you. When you know that whatever battle you go through, you're going to come out of it. When you know that when a bill is looking you in the face, at the last count, people will find out that God sorted you out. So those are the things we need to talk about. But let me now say, uh, Sheito, what was it you said about people that said, that say, I worship here, but I pay my tithe something. You said something very profound. That what? Is an injustice. You you said something more about I want to re, I want to remember that those are planted in the house of God with with flourish in the courts of God. You see, that's that question that I worship here and I send my tithe to some international ministry. Very interesting. You know what I want to say to them. When you want to get married, go and get married in that international ministry. When you die, we'll package your body. We'll call them, whether they know you, to come and carry your body and come and bury you. I'm not going to give you any spiritual answer. That's the only answer I'm going to give you. I, I marry wife. I give you money. Eh? You now cook food. You say somewhere you want to be giving them food. Carry on. Or if you marry your husband, eh? You are in the other room. You make him happy. You cook for him. When he carry money, he now go to international bed to go and give the money. Shevi will come meet you for house. Praise the Lord. All right, let's listen to to him. Um, Good evening to you all. Good evening, sir. Um, I want to answer her question. If you look into Matthew 6, 3, God says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. What Pastor Taffer is teaching us, part of the kingdom principles, is teaching us the part of kingdom prosperity. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And it says that he will bless you in all, all, in health, prosperity, longevity, sound mind. Pastor had said it all. And then to also talk about the, uh, the issue of the titan. Titan, I see titan. How many of us have a brand new car? If you have a brand new car, you insure. You do your insurance. Why do you do insurance? Because you want security, right? And your titan is more or less like you are securing your future. Security in the area of your health, security in the area of your, uh, in the area of your prosperity, security in all areas of your life. That's part of the reason why you tight, so that you can be protected by God. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Okay. Your, your question really gets to me. 
I, I really feel you because a lot of people are in the waiting room of God. Just because you are in the waiting room of God does not mean God is not on the way. When my daughter got the scholarship, just like your son is in America now, how much money you and your wife to be able to pay for that boy being there? See what God did for you. God gave their son scholarship. He's in America doing fine. When my wife gave the testimony on the island church, she didn't even tell me. I just got home. My daughter came and said, my mommy gave testimony. Somebody said, I tap into it. Your ticket, I'm buying your ticket. The little girl, the ticket. I was still thinking, huh? This ticket, this ticket. Somebody said, I bought it. The girl came and said, no, that's not all. Somebody said, what God has done for you, I'm tapping into it. $1,000 I'm going to give towards whatever you need. I was not in the island church. I was here doing my duty. So if I'm thinking of my expenses, in terms of Naira, that's almost a million Naira that I did not know anything about. So can I tell you something? You don't know how long I've been tithing. You don't know how long I've been waiting. But I am telling you that I am giving the testimony that God is faithful. God is faithful. Praise the Lord. All right, because of our time, we, our time is far spent already. Do we have, who is that? Okay, we'll, we'll just listen to you and try to begin to wind down. Remember, this is an ongoing conversation. I'm sure we'll still take this up much later on as God will permit. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to share in one minute what um, an experience. Uh, when I was in my previous church, one day the preacher was preaching about tithes. Uh, then, no, he was actually not tithes. He was uh, uh, talking about um, what happened in the Garden of Eden. Uh, how God instructed Adam and Eve to eat every other fruit in the garden. But there was a particular one they were not meant to eat. And, you know, while he was the message was going on. I didn't know when I screamed. I said that was tight. And unconsciously, I didn't know when I screamed that. And after the service, he called to ask me if um, I read it somewhere or I've had somebody say it. I said no. It, it just came up like that. That that one thing that uh, the poor um, Adam and Eve was asked not to eat was the tight that they finally ate. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> and they ate their tight. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, so we'll, we'll just take time. Please pardon us. We'll just take time to take one more question that we had here so that we can have everything um, addressed. Now, somebody asked a question. I run a a petty shop or a, you know, a supermarket and I don't receive or he or she doesn't receive money in bulk, which means um, monthly salary. How should this business owner pay the tithe since 
since he or she doesn't collect money at the end of the month. So this person runs for business owners. So you run your business, you pay your workers. Let's even assume you have two or three people that work for you. So you pay one 50000 pay one 20000 pay one 10000 So the company at the end of the month make 500000 So first you take, um, do you have to take Assuming the company made 500,000, you pay one 50,000, one say 100,000, one another 50,000. So how do you pay your own tithe? After all, you pay these people their tithe at the end of the month. As a business owner, how do you manage that? Brother Sam, okay, so you pay people as well? Okay, praise the Lord. So let's listen to him. This is good for people that own business so that other people will learn. Now, the reason why this person asked this question in Jesus Academy was the person somehow was doing the wrong thing. So you kept doing the wrong thing and the business kept plunging and plunging and plunging. So we may just help one or two persons. Let's hear you out. Okay, I think a clear example is what uh, Adadi said. He said, even me, as a priest of the house, I pay my tithe. Yes, so, um, Sam Equo, as a person, pays his tithe. Sam Equo's entertainment is another entity. Please be careful because he didn't pay for advertisements. Yeah, so, okay. So, okay. so um, Pastor Fem Paul, as a person, pays his tithe to Great Assembly. Great Assembly, as a church, as a person, I'm assuming, Grace Assembly as a church that we all come to to worship, right? Pays. So at the end of the month, I want to assume now, I'm just explaining how it works now. So Grace Assembly at the end of the month makes 50,000 error. Takes their tithe and also pay their tithe. Because, because how it works for me is someone pays his tithe. The company that somewhere is running is paying someone. So when the company makes the money, if what we make for the month is three hundred thousand, before I uh, before I pay my staff and everybody, I take the three I take the tithe, which is thirty thousand euro, there, then pay the salary of every other person. That's how he works on Okay, me. so Sam is saying, no, 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 no. Let his correct it is over. We are all here to learn. So let's now let's put in perspective. So let's assume, let's make a round figure. Let's say um, Sam Entertainment makes five hundred thousand naira, and Sam has two staff. One earns hundred thousand, and one earns fifty thousand. So out of five hundred thousand, Sam is going to pay hundred thousand to one person, fifty thousand to other person, right? And it will remain 350,000. So, but what Sam is saying, out of the 500,000, he's going to pay your tithe. So, what comes to Sam Entertainment will be what? 450. So, tithe, Sam will now pay 150 and then, so 100 and then 50,000. So, what will now remain for Sam Entertainment is how much? 300. So, how much will Sam earn? You are not some entertainment. When we come to your own entertainment, you will ask them. Yes. So, no, no, let's assume that 500 is after all expenses. 
So you pay yourself a hundred thousand. So for my hundred thousand that I'm paying myself as okay. somewhere now, a ten thousand comes out and still goes. So Sam pays his tight. Sam Entertainment also pays his tight. I shall lent it from the man behind there, Pastor Steve. That's how he runs his company. Okay, praise the Lord. All right, let's appreciate him. <laughs> Let's appreciate it. Any other person? If we have business people and how you Hello. run Hello. your own. I think it's very simple. Okay. Um, so let's have the figures, okay? No, so that this we'll... is one of the problems most, most uh, micro-entrepreneurs face. You know, they don't actually know how much they make. So they don't pay themselves salary. So how to run this is to build templates for such things. You have an organization and you declare profit. Now, you are the owner. You are supposed to earn salary, and you pay time for your salary. Then, from the profit of the organization, because the profit comes back to you, it might not be you only. It might have one or two people. That also. Mention. Okay. So, part of the profit that goes to you from the proceed of the organization, you can still pay tight. So, we should not complicate. So, the guy should understand that he needs to understand the basic, the way business runs. So that he pays from his salaries, from his own salary, he pays tight. Then from the profit of the company, because he's an employee, he's an employee of the company too. From the profit proceed of the company, the profit declared after tax, it what gets to him, he pays because it's actually an income for him too. So I have double income. Okay, so you are almost agreeing with what Sam is saying. Is that what we're saying? No. no? Then I'm getting it wrong then. So, so that's where you're going. Oh, okay. So, but do you understand what he just said? Okay. Any other person? You can't pay. Sorry, there's a compromise. You can't see. Your <laughs> member of staff will pay their own tithe. You pay them. See, see, the revenue that company gets after overhead, etc., etc. The company declares profit. You are part of the overhead of the organization. You pay your own tax based on your income. Yes. So from the proceed declared, because you are a shareholder of the organization, you have an income too. So you pay from your income too. Okay, so everything is from your own yes. income. Yes. All right, let's appreciate him. Let's appreciate him. More feedback, more feedback. Let's hear from her. Do we have any other hand? Okay. Um, I remember when, when I was working and I was paying tithes. Let me tell you how I was paying my tithes. After they've taken all the tax, everything, what I get left, I remove 10% and give to God. I had to scroll. One house, please. One house. One house. And I, was, I, was, I wasn't feeling comfortable doing that, even with the fact that this is my take home. Mm. I wasn't feeling comfortable doing that. I had to call somebody. Funny enough, I had to call a staff in the pastorate. And I asked this lady, I was like, this is what I do. And this is what, as in after tax and everything, but what, as in advise me, because I'm, I'm, I don't feel comfortable. And what she told me, which maybe because of, it was already my mindset, was the amount that is meant to be my salary, 10% out of it, whatever the tax or whatever doesn't really consign me giving to God. And for me, it all boils down to the love of God. The sincere love of God and being obedient and disciplined. It, 
the calculation thing doesn't work for me because it's as if we're calculating what I'll give to God. It's from your heart now that you do these things. You, you're not meant to be calculating. God can't calculate what he does for you. God doesn't calculate what he does for you. That I went to an operation, operation hall, a, a place that somebody a week, a week, a month before went to and died. I went there and I came out alive. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right, good. Lydia, you want to say something? Okay, let's hear from Lydia. This one, I will not answer okay. this one. Praise God. I'm just going to agree a little with what Sister Elizabeth said. Okay. My mom runs a very small business, and she said she, pay, she, she told me that she pays her time. And I asked her, because I was worried that, I don't know, she doesn't get so much from what she's doing, so how are you able to calculate your time? I said that she can... I just ask God that God helps pay my tithes and whatever God pays on her heart that she does. Because for someone that is running a small scale business that cannot really pay herself, how do that calculate how much she wants to pay as tithes? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, let's hear from Pastor Steve. I'll keep passing the button until we get to the last lap. And you know who the last lap is. Pastor Steve. Pastor Steve, remember Sam said he copied your template. If you have changed your template, you will have just let him know. In case he's running... Right, I hope he copied well. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the, the, the beautiful thing about this beautiful subject of time is that God indeed simplified it. did well enough to eliminate every form of controversy or argument. And I think that's one of the reasons why he, he made it measurable as against offering. He made time so measurable, unlike offering where it is immeasurable. Now, the specific is the tithe which is the derivative of the one-tenth, meaning one-tenth of anything and everything. Okay, so business is the composition of gross income. Gross income means every any, without any deduction. Am I correct? Then there's something called net income. Net is after all deductions. All right. Now, the ideal in practice is you pay for, you pay tight of the net. That's the ideal in practice. And simply mean you would have paid the obligations. There are statutory obligations to your um, um, job, your earning. You settle tax, you settle salary, you settle this. Make the basic deductions. What you have left, which some of us, some of us call profit, is the net income. You are expected to pay 10% of that net. Okay. And I think, sincerely speaking, except you are naturally complicated. It is not science rocket. It's not rocket science. If you bought a tin of milk for five naira and you sold it for ten naira, you would deduct the profit, which is what? Five naira. Yes. What do you say? No, no. No, no, no. You deduct the earning. The earning. The earning is five naira. Then it's from that earning that you do all the other deductions because that earning is the gross. Okay, so when you do all your deductions, you have your nets. You pay tight on net. Okay. And that, of course, will spread to your own salary. That will come across to every other thing. Okay, so now, from where Sam got his lovely template from, <laughs> is the fact that as a, as a staff of the same organization, because your company, as it were, from the perspective of a registered company, is a legal entity. Okay, so separated from you. Now, so there is your own income, which you should pay tight of your own personal income, then the legal entity called Sam Entertainment 
that also made a, a net profit should also pay tithe. And I think that simplifies the entire argument. Thank you. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. All right, no problem. I think we'll have to draw the curtain here because if we continue on this subject, I'm not so sure we're going to live here this evening. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. People on this side, praise the Lord. Only people on this side, praise the Lord. We'll take the conversation anywhere, everywhere, social media, everywhere on the platform. Amen. Have you been blessed this evening? Have we been blessed this evening? Amen. All right, it's good because we are, we are seeing things from different perspectives. I'm so sure there's still more to unravel and we'll continue this conversation continually until we get to a common ground. But as much as we have today, let's just hold on to that and the Lord is waiting to do something, something great in our lives in Jesus' name. Praise the name of the Lord. All right, at this point, please, if you have your, it's time for test and practical. Yeah? If you have your tithe and first fruit is that exam period, please come out with your tithe and your first fruits for those who have the tithe. And the rest of us, please let's package our offering and please give something that is measurable as far as the gratitude of your heart is concerned. Amen. All right. Do we have titans in the house this evening? Any such person? Do we have titans in the house this evening? Amen. 